There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. My career crisis. There can come a time in your career when you just say enough's enough. Our guest today says she's retreated from her career. I really understand that. I retreated from a career in PR and marketing many years ago, which led to a week in bed at my dad's and then a quiet job at the local Waterstones. An absolute blessing. It was the Trini and Susanna heyday, so all people wanted to buy was their book or Harry Potter. All I had to do was point and eat Maltesers from a giant bucket underneath the till. They were happy days. But of course my ambitious side took over, I got itchy feet, but making your first advance into the career firing line from that very safe retreat is terrifying. With any retreat comes a confidence knock, and worse still this idea that you won't ever get back to the front line. Welcome to My Career Crisis, the podcast that bleeds our guests dry for details of their personal life and career and tries to have them leave the studio with a spring in their step and some sort of plan. I'm Ruth Barnes and our expert, as always, is Creative People's very own Sue Ahern. Hi, Sue. Hello. Have you ever had to retreat? Oh, many, many, many (laughs) times. Yeah, because you can't work stressed out all the time. And I think, you know, we've said um, over again in these podcasts that um, nothing is forever. So, yeah, take your foot off the pedal for a little while. No problem with that. Um, Our guest today is Fiona. Hi, Fiona. Hi. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to our little pod. Thank Um, you. So I've, I've... I've headlined this with this idea of you having to retreat, but there's also another kind of subtitle to this episode, I think, which is I had it all and I burnt out. So I think that's very much your story as well. Um, do you want to take us back to, well, the days before you started to bur- to, to burn out? Yeah, um, I used to work in a design studio in London, um, small studio, but big projects. So very intense day to day life. And um, I went up the ladder and reached a point where I was really happy uh, working with my boss very closely. And I was her second hand, really. And that was my big ambition. And when I reached that point, it got really tough. The hours and the workload and on top of that, having a baby. It's important to say that you are young. I mean, it's certainly for my peer group you had a baby quite young so you actually reached this point in your career fairly young I did yes um which feel like a bit bit of an anticlimax now because I'm thinking oh there's so much to do still um but yes so I am quite young I'm 31 and um and once I had it all I really 
really struggle to cope with the pressure and cope with being really strong at work, being really strong at home. And it all became a bit too much, really, and nothing was enjoyable at the end. And I think it, what what stands out from, from your story that's different from the other people we've had on the podcast is that you loved that job. Yeah, I loved it, and I worked so hard to get there. And I truly loved it, and I think that's the biggest thing that is the hardest thing to admit is that you don't love it anymore because it's become so hard, um, and you love other things as well. And I guess that's the thing. You you have babies or you discover new new passions as you, you get older and you have to, to juggle all of this. But that work didn't allow me to juggle. It required all of me. And I think um, when you work in the creative industry, it's all consuming. There's no leaving it in the office, is there? You take it home with you. It's very much part of you. You're a creative person. You're being an artist, aren't you? It's design. It's something very, very much in your fibre, in your being. You can't just switch it off. I, I, I used to be able to, um, but when when jobs got bigger and the pressure got more intense, I was bringing it home and not in a good way. Bringing it home, thinking of creative um, ideas and being creative, that's great. But bringing it home through tears every night, it's, it's not good <laughs> for the spirit and for your relationships at home as well. It's just not, it's not right, is it? So you hit the point of no return. You said, I'm, I'm going to quit. T- just talk us through what, what happened in the thought process, because that is a difficult decision to make. It's very difficult. Um, the, I was part-time after having my daughter for two years. And part-time is a funny term because part-time in theory, which meant I was working four days and having one day at home. But at the end, really... In hours' time, it was really not part-time. After those two years, my colleague got pregnant and my part-time was revoked, which was a big big eye-opener for me. Um, yeah, I wasn't who I thought I was within the company. I was just this kind of thing that could be stretched here and stretched there. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was the point of no return, as well as, I think... I came back really strong for maternity. I was on the ball. I was very organised, much more than I've ever been. And suddenly, um, so, and that hard, and and I was working really hard and really well, and it was rewarded um, uh, by promotions, and that was great. But at the same time, it was also um, used to used against me and I was put on too much work on my shoulders and it meant that I had a week and a half worth of tasks and work whilst I was only doing three and a half days to start with and that was acknowledged to my face they they said oh yeah of course you have too much work you have too much work um to do but and I think again it's not you're not treated as a person you're not treating as a human really being or someone that has a life you're just a commodity and that's hard can I ask so when they started to pile this work on you did did you try to resist it at all I did how did you do that I actually said um to my boss sat her down and say listen I'm, I'm not doing a good job for you right now and the only reason I'm not doing that well is because I'm I, I, there's too much I'm stretched too thinly 
Um, and unfortunately, and I learned that the hard way, it was it was used a bit against me, I felt. Um, what, you're saying that? You're admitting yeah, that was yeah, used against showing you? showing some weakness, actually, um, didn't play in my favour at all. Mm. You see, a lot of this is about the, the personality of the, the manager. I'm going to have a, a bit of a rant now because... Um, you know, I I totally get... You said it was a small business and you worked on big projects. I totally get, um, running a small business myself, that when you've got, say, two people going off on maternity leave in quick succession, that that causes you a lot of headaches. I totally get that. But when will people not learn that... Um, Three days of somebody who's absolutely brilliant and has worked in that company for a long time and has all that collective wisdom is better than losing that person. You know, um, I think we should make more allowances because in my experience, most working mums, when they do come, they're very organised because they have to be. They give 100% because they don't want to do anything less. And it's about having a bit of a, a vision of the longer term because when you've had your child, so the child goes up a little bit, goes into school, it's only a very short period, and then you'll come back with more vigour and you'll be very loyal to the company because they've been so good to you. And the companies where I see that happen, it's it works beautifully. But just going back to what you were saying there about showing weakness, um, I asked the question, you know, did you resist? Because I think often what happens is that people just get, women just get lower and lower and lower than they put their resignation in. And I think it's always worth trying to push back a bit. And um, if they, as in your case, won't go along with you, then you then you can leave. But at least you've tried. But also, it's very interesting the way you described it, which is, you know, I'm not doing a good job. See, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, I'm employed for three and a half days a week. This realistically, to the standard that you want, is what I can do in three and a half days a week. Right, so at the moment... Um, the work is being compromised. Can you hear how much stronger that sounds than, oh, I'm not doing a very good job? And you know, So you're already putting yourself in a weaker position. And it's great for you to hear this now because you're not in this situation. <laughs> Cold comfort. Um, but just, do you see what I mean? I think we have to be more of a force to be reckoned with. Now, that's not to say that they will immediately say, of course, you can have three and a half days a week. But at least you've done it in the right way. And um, if they don't give you what you want, then quite wisely, you left. That's not a defeat on your part. That's a defeat on their part because they didn't exploit and maximise what they had with you. They're bad, not yours. Especially someone who they've promoted and obviously invested in. <clears throat> and I think the biggest, the biggest, um, I was heartbreak. I was heartbroken to leave the company. I thought I could stay there for the whole of my career. I would have been quite happy, ha happy to stay there. Um, so it was. It felt like a breakup, really. Mm. Um, it's the end of a relationship and a really strong one, on both sides. And there is resentment on either side, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I and we've had that conversation that the company is growing, and if you want people to stay there, stay there for a long time, it'll ha you'll have to grow with them. Um, it's. Some people have the vision and or some people will learn the hard way. And I think we both learned the hard way at that time. I, I think it's also interesting what you were saying there. You said, um, you know, if it had been up to you, you might have stayed there um, the whole of your career. I'm not so sure that's a good thing. Um, I know it's comfortable. So is a rut. That's comfortable mm. as well. Um, if you're working for a company where, where your bosses really see the worth of you and develop you and you grow, that that's absolutely fine. 
but I think it leads, if you're not careful, to a sort of um, infantilism. You know, it's they'll look after me because they're really nice people. And it stops you thinking about yourself. So I, I know loads of people who have come out of a company, gone and worked somewhere else and thought, actually, I'm better than I think I am. And then they're in a more powerful position to go back into that original company. So I don't think in the long run what's happened to you will be a bad thing at all. I think it will really help you. And you've avoided a nervous breakdown, which can't be a bad thing. Tell Just us about. about. <laughs> tell us about the confidence knock then, because obviously you've, you've described it like a relationship breakup and no one is in a good place after a relationship breakup. It's really, really difficult. You're going to be asking lots of questions and kind of wondering, how did I, how did it get to this, right? Um Tell us about how you're how you're feeling and what what you're what you're doing going forward. Yeah, it's I'm sort of coming out of a phase where yes, the confidence has been knocked knocked out of me, um, which is a real shame because I used to be quite confident. You are so confident. <laughs> yeah, Fiona um, is like absolutely one of the most confident people I know. So it's a real shame to hear you say that. And and losing a bit, losing sight of what I'm capable of and not being sure that I can do the things that I can do. Um, so that is hard to deal with. And it's hard to, to lose the status that we, I've, I know that I'm defined by my work. And I, I do, it's, it's probably one of, it's probably a big thought of mine that, you know, how you introduce yourself, you probably introduce like part of it is through work. And I think it's, that's a bit of a shame. So losing this, it kind of hit a bit of my own confidence as a person. Um, that was a bit. That's been tough. But um, now I'm taking this time, and it has been really hard to slow down as well. Um, I love the buzz. I thrive on it, and I feed from it. And now. I'm working only one day a week, which was necessary. I needed to slow down and have time for myself. Um, so I'm working one day a week and I love it. Um, I'm working at a university. So instead of practicing um, interior design, I'm now teaching. It's, I'm happy to have done the move because it was necessary at the time and I got a great opportunity. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, but I'm not at the heart of it anymore. And it does feel a bit like a compromise that I've been pushed by wanting to have a career as well as a family. I've been pushed to retreat in in a sector that accommodates for this. And I think that's, that's a shame because it feels like a compromise still. Um, but let's see how... Let's see what comes out of it, I guess. It's but, very but early days. You're only 31. <laughs> Give me strength. <laughs> You've got so much time. God help us, we're working till we're 70. You know, think about it like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are you, we? But, you're, but it's really interesting the way that you, the sense of loss in what you're saying, which is so evident and, you know, um, I totally get but once you've done those things, okay, you're not in that situation anymore, but it's not like you. all of that counts for nothing. All of that experience at the cutting edge is banked. You have that now in your bank forever. You've coped with all those situations, and that's going to feed into so much more stuff in the future. 
this is temporary, you know, and you love it. And isn't it great? You get you do one day. You're helping other people, and and your whole knowledge of the business and and some of the things that have happened to you are priceless to pass on and the lessons that you've learned. But it's not forever, and. Once you've done this for a while, the, the important thing, though, is to keep your confidence and your contacts up. Mm. And through a university, I think that that's very you're very able to do that. Um, and then when you're ready, when um, your child is older, when you feel you've had a rest and you're in a much better place, then you can start putting feelers out. Uh, somebody of your calibre, with your experience, I should imagine a lot of small studios would like to give you a job on a freelance basis. Yeah, if you're out there. <laughs> no, yeah, I the thing is I'm I'm quite confident that I can get work. That's not the issue. What I'm really aware of is I I know what I want in terms of balance and that's a harder thing especially in in high position studios where you're project leading. It does require for you to be there quite quite you know, quite a lot of the time. Uh, and managing teams so you have to be there and you have to be on the ball and um so it's more finding out I guess what's the next step and I think that's quite scary because I've been on the path for the last 30 years of what I'm gonna do how oh I know what I want to do what do I do to get it and it's just been quite a slow progress but it's you know I, I got there and now it's a bit unknown um which is the scariest bit I guess the unknown a lot of this is about personality. I mean, I love the unknown. I love not not knowing what I'm doing next week. I just think if I had to go to the same building every day, it would kill me. But but it's just about personality. I'm not saying I'm any better. I'm just saying it's different. And for you, you like certainty. You like, And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But the moment, you've got this really nice balance. But I, I think a broader point is, um, so if you take um, home life, work life, children, okay, it's a sort of an ecosystem that feeds off each other. They're not equal at all times. And probably you can have, you know, you need to focus on one of those at a time. And uh, I'm, you know, I've had two kids and they've grown up and I can look back and see times when I was actually, I think, quite negligent. <laughs> but they didn't die and they seem okay. You know, they seem to have grown up. You know, this idea that you, when you're with your kids, you're with them the whole time you know and that would drive me mad because you know um but people get really sniffy about putting children in front of a television god peppa pig is my savior i have grandchildren now and it's really lovely to sit down and watch peppa pig with them um because then they don't run around the house going going mad you know and it's, <laughs> it's fine and and you know some people might look at that and think oh she's a very bad grandmother uh, well perhaps i am i don't care they're happy they're healthy they will be fine so it's about not putting so much pressure on yourself. Be kinder to yourself. Don't. But we're surrounded, I think, by sort of archetypes of this is how to do it. This is the best way of doing it. The best way is you loving your child and doing it the way that you do it. And um, the rest is newspapers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> and also, I'd like to pick on this, pick up on this idea that you said your it's it's a some sort of fault to to identify through your work, and and I don't think it is. I think you're very lucky to do that. I think we have a lot of people who come on this podcast who really don't know what it is they want to do, and I find that terrifying because I'm someone who's always had a focus about what it is I want to do, like you, and I feel like that's almost the hardest part of this journey. Is what, what is it that you love and what it is it what do you, that you want to do and what is it that you can offer people and you know what that is already and this idea that you're now sharing your experiences with with the next generation is very exciting and the fact that you're still so young and like Sue said the network is so important and I feel like if you could find that ideal opportunity that did allow you those four days of work because it's not like you want to work two days you, you don't want to work that much less do you because you love the work so it's like if you could get that ideal scenario where they were saying, fine, four days, but, you know, you do truly get that fifth day off, right, with that you can spend with your daughter, that would be fantastic. I think it's about finding that balance. But the pressure is there. I can feel the pressure emanating of you. And I think that is residue from your last job, because like you said, it was this high pressure environment, right, that you were working in. And so you're struggling now with the fact that there isn't that pressure anymore on you. And actually, I think that's that's kind of a wonderful thing. And I think that, you know, in my experience, the way to work the way I wanted to work after having a kid was to start my own business. And I'm amazed that you haven't mentioned that. Well, this time now is allowing me to think about that. And I think the better balance comes from freedom. And freedom will come from having your own company, having your own business. So it is something that I'm thinking about a lot. Um, But it's nailing down and narrowing down what the business would be about. Um, So I I know the skills that I have and I know what I would like to be doing, but it's just finding this niche and something that is, um, you know, that has potential, I guess. And so it's time well spent and uh, I'm not, but it is hard to slow down. It is hard. And especially if you've been such a stressful time leading to, 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 to now, the now that it's, um, and I find it at university when I, I go, I go in and, I'm dying to to start. I'm like on my chair being like, but it's 10 o'clock, can we just start now? And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll start. <laughs> so it's, it is, it is learning about, it's not healthy as well to be so stressed. So it's, it's learning to, to calm down, slow down and, 
um, take a breather, really. Just a word, though, about um, before anybody should listen to this and think, I'll start my own business. That will give me so much more time and control. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not what happens. Uh, no. Having, having been someone who did start their own business, I left a very good paying job to start my own business because I wanted more control over my life. And especially when you first start up a business, you are working every hour that God sends to try and establish yourself. And maybe a nice halfway house. I mean, it, it, you don't have to go back in at project leader level because that's, as you say, when you're project leading, but what you could do is to keep your skills and contacts up is to go in and do design for them and, and you know, in a studio or at home, you could do that for somebody. You'd keep up those skills and those contacts, but you're not project leading it. Now, I know it sort of somehow feels that, yeah, but I was at that level and now I'm not. Again, it's only temporary and it's um, expedient. It's something that will help you. Um, but it, I think it was the project leading thing that was the real clincher, wasn't it? That was the thing that gave you so much stress. Yeah, it was. And also it took me away from the design. So th that's... That was and that was a choice to go to go to universities, go back to the fundamentals of design and try to find the love again for design. Like this year I've kind of named it Find Love Again for Design because I didn't love it anymore. And I used to, so yeah. that's 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 important. And I think just following on from what Sue said there, um I, I always looked at in my industry, whether it was freelance producers or or freelance program makers, they always looked like they had that sense of freedom that we're talking about. I mean, of course, it's absolutely, you know, it's it's a terrifying place to be for some people as well. They're kind of the unknown. But this idea that people would just come in quietly, quietly be brilliant, and then they'd just leave at five o'clock because they were freelance and they'd just be like, see ya, I'm out the door. I've just done something wonderful for you. There it is. Bye. I'll invoice you at the end of the week. And they had this kind of quiet sort of certainty. They didn't get caught up in the office politics, which I know you were kind of embroiled in. Um, and I think that's what made that breakup so difficult, wasn't it? Because you felt like you were on a par with your bosses and that they should value you. And for them just to let you go really hurts, doesn't it? And actually you're just like, hey, wait, what? Hang on. I thought what we had meant something to you. Um, and I think that this idea of then going in and offering your, your skills and getting the satisfaction of that is important in, in, in terms of building up your confidence again. I think that would be good. Mm. Go in, be brilliant, but don't get involved. <laughs> don't get tangled in the weeds. Just come out every day and just don't go work from home. I mean, you know, you set your own stat, you know, you set your own working boundaries when you're freelance a lot of the time. That's, that's the thing. It's, it took me a while to understand and to get that set because leaving the job is, is a sense of failure. Yeah. Because I was kind of cornered to leave. I felt cornered and I felt that the only way to be happy again was to leave. So that there is a sense of failure there. But I think it's and also this need to be a, have a bit more time to dedicate to myself or, or the family. It, it 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 came with guilt and and yeah, failure. But um it's also I had to realize and take some time to think that it's not the workload that was that was tough. I love working and, you know, putting hours in it. That that doesn't, that doesn't. Um, I don't mind this, but it's it's the it's the idea that from nine to five or nine to six or nine to ten, really, I would have to be in someone's office and having to obey to some rules that would prevent me from nipping out an hour to see you know, the Easter bunny egg with my daughter. And but, you know, you, it's interesting you use the word failure. 
speaking completely objectively, looking at your situation, the only person that I think has failed is your manager. They have failed to exploit all your talent and experience, and I think that's shocking. Why you would describe yourself as a failure, I absolutely don't understand. You made the right decision for you at that time. They failed to maximise your potential. So, you know, a lot of a lot of how we feel is the narrative that we have about what we say. And I know you've you felt very bruised, but I can I think you can reframe that narrative, which is you absolutely did not fail. And guilt, oh, don't start me yeah. about guilt. Um, I think guilt is so useless. And what have you? What are you guilty about? I don't. Yeah, it's. It's. I. I thought it was such a cliche when you become a mom and then suddenly you're very guilty. And I was like, oh, that's such a cliche. Come on. <laughs> and then. And then it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> you. You just like putting putting a, a kid in front of Peppa Pig. You feel guilty because you're not actively uh, painting, painting, <laughs> or doing Play-Doh or developing their brain. It does all cooking healthy dinners and there's so much pressure. Someone told me you have to be a man at work. You have to be a goddess at home for your husband and you have to be the best mom for your kid. Who told you this? (laughs) Never listen to another word they say. Was that on a fridge magnet? If it is, put it in the bin. No, they were saying it in a way that but it's true, that's what is required. No, but by whom? Where is it written down that we have to do this? By no one, but if you're at work and your boss said, please don't mention, kind of, it's acknowledged that you shouldn't mention that you're a mom. Did they actually say those words to you? No, but it's it's implied though. No, I felt well, like it was an illness to, to have a kid at home. At I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't bosses that, that, that give that message out. But it could also be a lot about what's going on in your head. Yeah. You know, the pressure that you... And Trying also, to be that person you were before you had your child. Yeah. And instead of kind of owning the change, like, yeah. this is who You're I am now. Person. Sorry, yeah. but, get you know, get on board, which they didn't do. But, but also, I mean, I was reading something very interesting recently about the fact that children are suffering now because they're not bored ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, hallelujah. Can we ever win? <laughs> no, I thought, hallelujah. You know... I, I spent great tracks of my childhood being bored. Staring what, out of rainy window yes. panes, just thinking, And what like, that why? meant was I read a lot, you know, and my vocabulary was better. My English was better. I went on to study at university. So this idea that you have to cram your child with activities from morning, noon and night, the poor things, leave them alone. Let them just fart about sometimes, you know. I think that's really important for children. But this relentless schedule that we've got them on, I think is really sad. Bit of Peppa Pig never did anybody. We're not sponsored by Peppa Pig, <laughs> but we could be. But I could interested. recite whole episodes for you right now. So, you know, anyway. Um, Fiona, here's an experience from someone who has retreated but enjoys the retreat. This is Michelle, so slightly different from what you're experiencing. I was an agent for a live entertainment producer working with celebrities and huge egos, but now I'm a barista on a zero-hour contract, which I love. Uh, When I first started, I lived in fear of former colleagues coming in to see me making sandwiches, wiping tables and emptying bins, trailing a whiff of bacon fat and bad life choices. (laughs) Even though I was happier and less stressed than I had been for a long time, and my undemanding job meant that I could focus on my own creative output, it felt like a failure. I hid Facebook notifications from my contemporaries. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, that 
stresses me out so much. Their success turned my belly into a snake pit of seething, horrible envy. I like my job now. I like talking to customers, explaining the difference between a latte and a flat white. I love meeting interesting creative people like my friend, the costume designer. I love my three-minute commute. I love that I don't wake up in a cold sweat if I forget to order napkins or cup lids. I love working 6am till noon, then having the energy and brain power to collect and write stories for my book. It goes on, but you can, you can see what we were getting to there. I think it's about a mental shift, isn't it? That this retreat is about, it's Fiona time, which you've already said you're doing and getting that, that love back for design. And, you know, strangely enough, I've always found in my career that when I shut something down that was starting to eat away at me, something will always open itself up. And I don't think it was this, it's the university for you. I think the university's great and it's keeping you ticking over, but something else is going to, presents itself to you and I don't know what it is but I I think you're you're only 31 <laughs> yeah, let's, say, let's just say that again but Thank when, you. when you say something will present itself you might have to help it along a bit you know this idea that um I'll sit here and something will happen no you have to make it happen so you know for example maybe just looking at some design studios whose work you admire and maybe sending them a little note saying, this is my CV, I'm in the market for freelance work. Um, if you're interested, can I come in and have a chat? Have you actually looked at any of that? Not yet. yet. Okay. I think, well, I have I have looked at jobs opportunity, um, but um, I am... I am taking a break and I okay. have to actively remind me of this, remind myself of this. And um, no, I, I'm trying to stay away a bit and, and focus. I've sp focused so much on work. I need to give that time back to the family as well because all of this puts so much pressure on my husband um, that, you know, I'm talking about my breakdown, <laughs> my burnout, but let's talk about his. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so it's um, I'm in a better place than I was a week ago three months ago every day it's it's about just accepting and and enjoying this time um, but yeah I'm, I'm making peace with it slowly and enjoying my time and going to the gym I'm happy to do that I'm so I'm, I'm sure there's so many people listening to this thinking I want her life yeah I know and and we go back to the guilt because I'm very lucky that I'm, I've been able and my husband has been supporting me morally and financially to do that. He was the first one to say to me, quit that job. And he's been saying that for two years now. Um, so I'm very lucky and so aware of it that it makes it a bit hard to not feel great about yourself. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I have I have on paper brilliant life and... And that's why I want to say yes to it and enjoy it. And yes, it's good to be reminded it's not forever. Yeah, and don't feel guilty about it. Just think, aren't I lucky? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it's, it's, I, I've been married for a very long time for a very, to a very wonderful man. Um, and he always used to say, and I used to get annoyed with him when he said it at the beginning, the only relationship that matters is the one between us. Because if we're happy... Our kids will be happy. Oh, I'm going to start crying in a minute. <laughs> I know. It's very profound, isn't it? And, and especially when I was sort of changing nappies at three o'clock in the morning. I just I know what I wanted to say to him. Um, but All the things I've said at three o'clock in the morning, let's not go but, there. But it's right. I mean, not everybody is in a happy relationship. People are single parents as well. But I'm just talking about my own experience now. And I, it took me a long while. But And he said, those kids will grow up and they'll leave you. 
what you, what, what, you know, we, we need to be able to look at each other at the end of that and think we're still okay. We still like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Fiona, thanks for coming on and telling us your story. Thank you for having me. Um, I just want to urge people um, to write lovely reviews because I'm obsessed with our reviews on iTunes. They're just awesome. Sue, we've had another one. Oh, have we? Do you want to hear it? Um, This podcast is a great confidence booster. It is like spending time with your best and wisest friends, the friends who've been there and done it and have the scars to prove it. More importantly, they know how you can pick yourself up afterwards. They have a very friendly, approachable style. I enjoy listening. Thank you so much for leaving us that. Um, that review and please rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast because it keeps us on the homepage and it keeps us it keeps us going emotionally <laughs> I'm hanging on by a thread here people um, but thank you to Fiona for coming on if you want to be on the podcast just email info at chalkandblade.com that's info at chalkandblade.com thanks to Sue we'll be back with more stories very very soon and if you like the podcast please share it with your network Uh, more from my career crisis soon my job is driving me crazy Ah, sorry do you hate your job or does your job hate you sorry Ah, sorry I can't find the answer to the question I heard Ah, my career crisis up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.